All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Coach's Own Play. Today we have Gerbeen back on the podcast. Hi. She's back. She's back. <laughs> She's back, and then she's going to leave. <laughs> what? Well, if you haven't heard already, you guys, this is the first time we're announcing it on the podcast. Gerbeen is leaving. Chinese Indian Grill, Canada's first fast, casual Indian restaurant. They're always supporting the podcast. We're always supporting them. They're differently Indian, and so are we. They're the Chipotle of Indian food. Fast, fresh, and healthy. They got something for everyone. Meat, veggie, vegan, and gluten-free options. You walk in, build your own baroti or your bowls. Choose your protein, topping, sauces, and chutneys. Check out their location in South Surrey at Grandview Central. And make sure you mention the podcast because if you do, they're going to give you a discount. Make sure you follow them on Instagram as well at Chutney's Indian Grill. They have a new location opening up in Abbotsford in early 2022. Chutney's is growing and they're franchising now. They have two new locations also opening up this coming year in Langley and Kelowna. Chutney's for everybody, baby. So make sure you guys check them out and visit www.eatchutneys.com to learn more and find out how you can become a part of the Chutneys team. The province of Alberta (laughs) for the province of British Columbia (laughs) in 2023. So she still has some time here. But uh, yeah, she's out. That was dramatic. She's out skis. You know, it's so funny. I was like, oh my God, Green, imagine the day that we're going to do the podcast and we're going to tell everyone that you're moving because... We've known since like a while now, a while, like probably since the moment I met you that you were eventually going to go back to BC, <laughs> but like, this is the first time everyone's hearing of it. So yeah, Gravine is moving back, you guys. So she's not going to be here for 2023, which means made is splitting up. There's a splits. There's a splitsies happening. And, um, it took me like six months to a year to decide if I even wanted to go solo. Yeah. So yeah, I decided to go ahead and do it everything's already set up i'm good to go already i already know everything that's going on so <laughs> might as well you know yeah so i'll be going solo here gravino will be going solo in bc yeah and that's mm-hmm. what, that's what's happening everyone was tripping like oh what's gonna happen with the podcast Gravino's not gonna be on the podcast anymore. that's like the number one podcast, question podcast <laughs> And yeah, Gravine will still... Okay, so for uh, those of you who are like concerned about that, the podcast is audio. Yeah. <laughs> so we can record it from anywhere. She can be sitting in fucking Madagascar and we can record the podcast. <laughs> so she'll still be on the podcast. Um, the only difference will be like we'll have different stuff to talk about because Gravine will be there. And then I'll be getting all the juicy deets yeah. of all the Surrey shit that's going down. <laughs> Yeah, and I think the only difference will be that I'll be probably making more trips out to BC. Yeah, I'll still be coming here from time to time. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a good excuse for me to go there more. Yeah, I, I should be there more. Yeah, you need to come to Cactus. Yeah, because my, my whole demographic is everyone is there. <laughs> like, I don't think people understand that 89% of my viewership is in the lower... The lower 89? 89% is from the lower mainland. Yeesh! Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. That's a lot. Today's going to be an interesting episode because we're going to talk shit about the Indian wedding Ooh. in the 
industry. Yes. We're going to talk shit about ourselves. We're going to talk shit about ourselves. And we're going to talk shit about you and everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that rhymed. I know. I'm a fucking rapper, bro. <laughs> I shared this article on my Instagram. This girl from 5X wrote it. They did an article on me as well. So, you know, a shout out to them. <laughs> They're releasing the quality content, if you ask yeah. me. <laughs> not biased at yeah. all. <laughs> Anyways. No, no. I actually am not biased because here's the interesting thing. This girl, Ramnik, is the one who wrote the article. Um, and it was it's called, fuck, what is it called? It's called The South Asian Bride to Influencer Pipeline, Making Sense of the Micro-Celebrity Created by Lavish South Asian Weddings. A long-ass title, first of all. (laughs) Um, Anyways, I read it, and I I thought it was a really interesting read. Yeah. Right? But I will say this. Mm -hmm. I didn't agree with a lot of the points that were made in the article. Okay? But that doesn't mean I'm not going to, like share it because it's still yeah. like an interest it's a fucking hot topic you know it's an mm-hmm. interesting thing to talk about so i shared it on my ig like so many people messaging me like blah 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 right so i'm like okay this is great because people are obviously like interested in it we can talk about it on the podcast we're in the wedding industry so we can give our kind of yeah. view on it yeah but the more i'm thinking about it the more i'm like us here in alberta mm-hmm. is a completely different world yeah it is and it isn't. Alberta weddings are heavily influenced by BC weddings. It's yeah. just it, it trickles in a couple years later. Later. But the problems that you're, that are highlighted in this article and another one that she wrote mm-hmm. are not necessarily here right now. Not They're not even in the article. There's people commenting on the article. Oh. Okay. And like tweeting about it and stuff. So I'll like point out those things that people like brought up. This article talks about how girls mm-hmm. use their lavish weddings as a way to become become insta famous. Yeah. And they have these like crazy weddings and like crazy outfits. And their wedding goes viral mm-hmm. or quote viral for like the Desi community or whatever. And mm-hmm. then they post pictures or whatever and they become insta famous. And then after they start posting their regular like outfit of the days and their fucking bags or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this article highlights that. Like how it's interesting how people use their weddings to become Insta famous. Yeah. Right. Okay. Here's, and then people jumped on this. They're Mm -hmm. like, yeah, like it's all fucking disgusting. Oh my God. Like, you know, their weddings, like two, three years later, they're still posting shit from their weddings. And it's just so interesting because it's like, People just immediately jump yeah. to like hating on people, right? Yeah. Like it's so, it's because it's just, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun to look at someone that you low key envy, yep. but you will never fucking admit it. Yep. And then you, you just hate, you just start, you just start hating, right? Yep. So do I think this, this, this article was hating? I, I don't think it was hating because there was points in the article where she said, you know, I gaslight myself into telling myself that I don't care about weddings, but then I have like an entire fucking folder saved with all outfits yeah. and shit like that. So it's <laughs> like, basically it's like we all play into this idea yeah. of like this grand wedding, but it's mm-hmm. interesting that people are becoming like Insta famous or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't understand why people, why I think would they think it's disgusting. Like why disgusting? Why are you mad about it? Yeah. So People in response, so I'll, I'll read some of like these tweets in in response to it, okay? Mm-hmm. Someone goes, and then to, uh, quote, mom IG influencer in a few years. 
And then one person goes, I have so many thoughts, but my biggest gripe with this whole thing is when you're actually busting your ass making content to get somewhere, only you know how hard it is. I can't believe how easy it is to go viral via your wedding. It's weird. Okay, so is that who's getting mad? The existing IG people like that are trying to I think it's a mix. It? I think it's a mix, okay? Then that same person goes on to say, I've been to weddings where I hear things like, oh, this is going to go viral. It's so weird because I don't know. When I got married, it wasn't about the bells and whistles. It was about starting this wonderful chapter with my partner. So like just a lot of people like having like a visceral reaction Mm -hmm. to like this idea that girls can have a lavish wedding Mm -hmm. and then become insta famous from it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's what's interesting about it is you doing the same thing bro like if you are on social media right you're posting your outfit of the days you're posting your fucking vacations you go on a trip girls weekend your fucking dinners out your fucking shoes your fucking workout routines (laughs) how are you any different from the girl that's becoming ig famous from her wedding yeah the only difference is the type of content Mm -hmm. right you're posting your everyday she's posting her wedding but at yeah. the end of it, at the, the bottom line is the same. You, everyone, you're, you're, you're still trying to show something. Yeah. Right. Well, that's for the people that are on IG trying to get like Insta famous off of their whatever daily life stuff. Yeah. It just happened to be that this is that person's daily life as of right now. They're getting married. Yeah. And people like to eat it up. Like there's exact thousands of people out there that are like, oh my God, this is amazing. And they're following that person's every move. Cause exactly. And also, uh, my, okay. So this is, I like it. I'm one of the people that are like, I don't mind it. At the end of the day, it doesn't actually, maybe it does affect me a little bit because we benefit from these types of situations mm-hmm. like you and I do. Mm-hmm. But as let's say, like if I remove that part of my life and I'm just like a regular Joe blow, mm-hmm. I like to see it because it's um, a little bit more like relatable versus like me seeing these like nice clothes and nice things on like yeah. a celebrity. Yeah. I'm seeing it on like a, what is technically a regular person. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just nice to see. But I don't know, like, at the end of the day, people are going to look to something. Yeah. Would you rather it be, like, someone that's already famous and, like, rolling in millions? Yeah. Or, like, a regular Joe Blow like us that's, like, you know, getting micro-famous? Like, let's be real. Who are the people that are following these people? It's girls from BC, Toronto, and California. Yeah. And then somewhere, and then other, everyone else is peppered everywhere else. And then here's, like, the interesting thing. It, like, it's, like, we always talk about how, like, people like the general like population says like oh you know we need to give like women of color a chance this and, that. and then they get a chance yeah and then we're now we're fuck- mad about now it. now we're fucking mad about it <laughs> how is it affecting you that someone is becoming it, it's just a an easy way yeah for, to become an influencer here's the other thing i really fucking hate is that people look down on like influencers yeah Everyone needs to come to the fucking reality or just needs to start accepting the fact that an influencer is a real fucking job now. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah, it is. And you can be mad about it. You can sit there and be a fucking auntie about it and fucking, you know, roll your eyes or all do whatever the fuck you want. But it's 2021 and it's a fucking job. That's the thing. It's 2021. Yeah. Where it's we're not at the point where only like actors and singers are famous and have influence over people. Anybody can you know find their way up there 
and have influence over people even if it's like a small portion people are using their fucking old fucking outfit of the days to get famous people fucking using their fucking cooking skills to get famous everyone's doing it to some certain extent yeah but you see like a wedding and then you're fucking mad about it (laughs) like why do you care bro like look at me i'm no fucking different and like i'm over here trying to fucking make it yeah right but i'm just doing it in a different fashion but the ultimate the bottom line is the same here yeah it's an easy like it's it's an easy way to do it so why wouldn't you do it exactly they're not using your money or you're not putting in the effort in their wedding like if that's just if that's the way that they're getting ig famous and then for the person who was like oh and then it transitions to like a mom uh influencer that's the uh, that's a somewhat natural progression in regular people's lives yeah they get married they have kids and now this person is just showing that yeah they are willing to openly showcase their Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes it's a little staged but whose life isn't i don't think that you can sit there and be on social media and hate on other people for being on social media like the irony in in that is fucking immaculate like (laughs) i just don't understand how like it's really interesting to me that people were like hating on twitter using their social media accounts (laughs) hating on people using their social media accounts and i'm just sitting there reading all these tweets and i'm like bro y'all is so lost in the fucking sauce that you can't even see what's going on right now yeah and then like i tweeted i'm like dude the issue is not weddings the issues is social media and the only people that can actually hate are the people that are not on social media because they're actively not part of this machine yeah like even if you're like private you know yeah. and you're just you and your friends or whatever there is a certain extent of showing that you do to your inner circle on social media yeah and you're you're also keeping up exactly who are you following exactly. what celebrities are you following what are you looking at exactly look at that man nobody wants to fucking look at themselves <laughs> you know everyone just wants to be like oh this fucking chick had a designer outfit and now she's yeah. fucking everywhere oh. whereas they're following like all of the brides that yeah or like they're following all the other like fucking celebrities on the red carpets and shit like that yeah so th- that's one side of it yeah. which i totally didn't agree with at all okay yeah because i'm like okay first of all it's brown chicks that are making it so how about we just stop hating on our own fucking kind yeah or people are pissed that oh people are making weddings so crazy and they're putting other girls are putting so much pressure on themselves it's putting like how she was saying oh they're getting depressed over planning their wedding because you have to keep up with the jones joneses and but that's that's on you that's on so that's the other people. side of the argument now so yeah. then she released a second article talking about the financial burden of weddings right and how people are putting themselves into debt to have like these weddings and how the prices of weddings are gone have gone out of control mm-hmm. and how vendors are charging so much mm-hmm. and girls are seeing th- or like couples are seeing like these viral weddings and they want to keep up with the joneses and do the same thing or they feel like their wedding's not good enough or something and even if you want to have a small wedding it's still like a hundred grand mm-hmm. like that's ridiculous it's excessive blah 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 right yeah and this whole and then in the article in so in the second article she goes on to say this this interesting thing that she wrote here weddings which are meant to be joyous occasions filled with laughter love and people you care about have become opportunities to display wealth this was interesting to me it's always been like that yep right and 
I tweeted something and there's a guy who tweeted back at me saying the kava has been a part of all, uh, our culture for eons. Yeah. Fuck yes it, has. yes, it has. And the amount of people that message me being like, oh, when I got married back in the day, it was never like this. You can't say it wasn't oh. like it at all. MP3s were being released when you got married. <laughs> the root of the issue here, showing off your wealth and showing off what you have via a wedding, that hasn't changed. It's just the size of the audience. It's has the changed. size of the audience. The social media has yeah. changed it that's the only factor that's changed but yeah. someone who got married 10 15 years ago you can't be like oh it was never like that when i got married fuck yes it was you had an 800 fucking person reception 10 years ago yeah there's a guilty person sitting right in front of you yeah, exactly. <laughs> Gravine got married fucking 10 years ago fucking thousand people at her reception it was my reception oh it's brutal my reception was considerably small but my sangeet which like a pre-wedding event yeah. had close to a thousand people dude nothing has fucking changed nothing. except social yeah. media and no one can convince me otherwise yeah you cannot convince me that you got married 10 15 fucking years ago and it wasn't excessive for 10 15 fucking years ago yeah. indian weddings have always been excessive the only difference now is that they're becoming more and more lavish and people are putting themselves into debt because of what they see on social media Instead of only the people at your wedding seeing stuff. Yeah, there's a lot more. And if you're the type of person that wants all these other people to see it, yeah, you might do some things a little bit strategically or sometimes just by chance. People just really like the way somebody looks. Because look, everybody's posting their clients online. Makeup artists, video people, photo people. And then sometimes people just say, you know, they just catch on to something. But weddings like i literally got married 10 years ago there was still a tiny bit of let's say pressure because you're just you're going to all these other weddings and then you're just saying okay what oh i really like this or i really want to like you know have this at my own or you're just at this dumb age usually when you know if you're getting married before let's say 30 where you're just like oh my god i want that too and you just get obsessed with it like, I had this weird thing. I had a couple things where I was like, I need to have that at my wedding. And Tony was like, you know, eight years older than me and much more sensible. And on top of that, he's a guy. He just doesn't care about a lot of these things in weddings. But I remember, like, really digging in my heels for certain things. There was th Then this sparked a whole different thing on, like, I saw, like, a bunch of tweets that were like, oh, yeah. And then vendors are just going around and tagging, like, 30 other vendors for no reason and you got and, so heated and over it just that. becomes like this it's it's so disgusting that vendors are using couples as blah 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 right exploiting people's weddings mm -hmm. for their own personal business or whatever right first of all welcome to fucking capitalism yes okay i don't know you've been asleep at the wheel or something welcome shit. to 2021 welcome to capitalism ca welcome to 2021 and capitalism the only way to promote your business is social media and it's yeah. really fucking funny to me that people who aren't in like a who don't have businesses right because this has happened to me where someone who doesn't have a business or anything right and then they decide to get one mm -hmm. and i get a call <laughs> hey can you help me out with the social media yeah because then you realize that that's the only way that your business yeah. is going to take off hey can you hey i just started a new business can you uh post my thing on your story yeah hey uh i just started a new business can you uh just uh repost this so yep. i get more followers like <laughs> welcome to the fucking game bro mm, like yeah. i'm sorry but social me if you don't have social media like knowledge following exposure 
your business ain't going anywhere now. Yeah. Okay. And it's also just providing information to people. Because how many times do you also get people messaging oh you or commenting under a picture saying, All the time. oh, where's her jewelry from? And then we're like, oh, we don't know. You do what you want with that information. If it's there, if it's bothering you that it's there, that's a, I don't know, you problem. <laughs> I just like to call everything a you problem. And I don't really think, and like, okay, so here's one person was like, the industry's out of control. Couples pay e- extra. Well, I don't know how to say Exorb- this word. Exorbitant. No, extraordinary rates. Then watch as their vendors aggressively use their weddings as content and marketing material. Duh. Like, yeah. what? The fuck? <laughs> like, what? Like, Duh. I, like, I'm sorry, bro, but if you give a, a vendor permission to use your wedding as like pictures and like whatever marketing material, that's all, that's the only way to market now. If, yeah. if you, if you don't see people's work, you're not going to book yeah. them. They're not going to get business. We're not doing ads on like Punjabi programs anymore. <laughs> like, Get your skin right at Fresh Canvas Spa and Laser Center. They're the place to go with locations in Surrey and Metrotown Burnaby. They are one of BC's best reviewed clinics for laser, microneedling, hydrofacials, and more. And let me tell you, all right, their November specials include women's full legs laser for $159 and and men's back and chest laser 179 you know guys out here dudes out here be looking fresh these days y'all get that fresh smooth skin too you know and for skin treatments hydrofacial with free 24 karat gold mask is 150 dollars, and their new carbon detox facials are 30 percent off for the introductory period our friends a fresh canvas want to give you all 15% off all services including $350 full body laser you guys already know that and 15% off all skincare shop online for brands like Zoe Skin Health IS Clinical or Eminence with code coaches at checkout make sure you mention the podcast to get discount on their services as well and visit www.freshskinshop.com they they deliver anywhere in Canada and the US so go visit them and let Fresh Canvas's team of experts take care of you, baby. But then goes, makeup artist who says, quote, my bride X, and then lists 22 other businesses under the post, etc. It's never about the client. It's gross. Well, that's a little dramatic. <laughs> okay, so now you want it to be all about the client. Yeah. And not have 20 other fucking businesses tagged in there. First of all, no one talks about the fact that if you don't tag all the fucking <laughs> vendors, you get harassed. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I personally don't like having a long caption with a bunch of like vendors tagged in there. They have nothing to do with the actual post that I've yeah, made, you just right? Want, like we just do whatever's in the picture. If that, yeah. okay. <laughs> if you go on like our page recently, yeah. I barely even tag outfits and jewelry now. Okay. Yeah. Solely for the fact that I'm lazy as fuck and I don't remember anything. <laughs> but as soon as I post a picture, I will get calls yeah phone calls text messages dms hey tag me tag me tag me tag me tag me tag me like yeah. how are you just gonna call like do you you, you don't see the other side of it right yeah. where it's like listen i got a bunch of people respond because I, I screenshotted this and i put this on my story this exact tweet even though i don't agree with it and so many girls were like yeah but i appreciate it because then i can see yeah that's what i'm where saying. where to get like my shit from because yeah. i don't know 
okay so there's like there's two sides to this that's what i'm that's the only thing i'm thinking here then there was another tweet that was like we've been rejected by vendors off of a, a few questions they asked if the theme isn't lavish and we don't meet their count of people required it's a wrap this is a whole separate conversation that i've like recently found out about keep in mind this problem doesn't exist in alberta because <laughs> we're desperate for the clients we ain't turning down anybody okay <laughs> we don't have we don't we can't afford to turn down anybody but this is an issue in bc okay and i've heard about this where vendors will turn down clients because they don't meet their aesthetic and their aesthetic meaning like for lack of a better word over the top designer viral worthy okay yes yeah from like an ethical standpoint and like just based on like morals <laughs> we're in an ethics class now. yeah like <laughs> if there's two people vying for one vendor they're willing to pay the same amount but one person's gonna have a viral worthy wedding and the other person's <laughs> not yeah right yeah it, it, it's not fair right but here's what no one is talking about <laughs> Is the fact that vendors in BC are able to sustain, not only sustain, but grow their business <laughs> using this model. <laughs> yeah. That's the fucking crazy part. But that's the thing. Okay, once again, going back to capitalism, yeah. it, it's the person that's willing to pay the pretty penny in this case yeah. for, uh, for, because it's that vendor is fitting their aesthetic too. Yeah. It's not just like, yeah, they're, and the thing is, at the end of the day, when it when you get to a certain point and you have a like a, like you're talented and people are like after you you sh- i think you should be able to get to a point where you can pick, pick and your choose. clients yeah pick and choose your clients yeah yeah it might be you know of course when you put it that way it's like when you say when you bring ethics into it it, it gets a little dramatic <laughs> people are so upset about the photo video or photo vendor that's you know picking and choosing their clients yeah but look at their job it's really hard (laughs) like if we were doing their job we would probably eventually do the same thing because Mm -hmm. that is i would say one of the hardest jobs in a wedding dude listen if i if you have the ability to choose who you work with with or who you work for why wouldn't you take it? But there are so many other businesses that pick and choose their clients. clients yeah. So like, but this is just, it's just, uh, there's a spotlight on this right now. So people are taking the opportunity to hate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure we can all think of many other businesses. Yeah. Where people will pick and choose their clients because they can. Yes. Yeah. Because they can. Yeah. That's the key thing yeah is because they can is because there is a lineup of people yeah willing to cater to the vendor yeah okay (laughs) and bro someone wants to cater to me baby bring it on (laughs) i'm waiting it's supply and demand yeah okay it's basic economics that you got like people need to wrap their fucking head around yeah if there's only one photographer in bc that everybody wants <laughs> yeah. right and there's thousands of people lined up to get this fucking photographer why the fuck wouldn't they pick and choose their clients 
the only reason that weddings are getting to the level that they're getting right now is because we as a community, as a collective, are cultivating this culture yep. of lavish weddings. And if you want change, it needs to come from you. As soon as clients start being like, no, yeah. fuck you, I'm not paying that. Yeah. And they start going with cheaper options. Yeah. Right? Oppie the fucking vendors. You think a photographer who... Let's say this year he has a thousand brides, yeah. right? Willing to like pay pretty penny and have whatever his aesthetic or whatever, his or her aesthetic. Next year he has five because people stop caring. Yeah. You think he's going to continue that business model? Yeah. No, yeah. he's not going to be able to sustain himself. Yeah. Like that's what people aren't talking about is the fact that the community yeah. is like, we're out here sucking the dick, <laughs> but we're not willing to admit that we're sucking the dick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, you want the top of the top vendors, yeah. right? But you don't want to then. But then you're gonna complain that yeah. they charge too much or blah blah blah. It's simple supply and demand. When there's only a handful of vendors that everybody wants, yeah, they're gonna upy increase their price, yeah. right? That's that's economics. That's capitalism. Welcome. But if there's other options out there and you can get the same a similar product, a similar product yeah. for cheaper. You go right ahead, yeah. sir. But you're also not willing to do that either. <laughs> yeah, because now you're going after the the name or, you know. Yeah, like the look. Yeah. The style. Or even just uh, just to be able to say that you have yeah. this vendor. Yeah. So that's where the whole, like, comparison argument comes in. Where, like, when you yeah. see other people doing it, you want to do it too, right? Yeah. So here's my counter argument to that is, like, I don't believe that we're that weak. That we look at someone and we'll say, well, she has it. I want it too. Yeah. We're not. Like, you're not that weak, bro. Yeah. Like, you are not. Like, you cannot. Like, this comparison thing, like, like I don't know. Like, it, it, it's like I get it in certain aspects where it's like, you know, where like body image issues and self-esteem and that shit comes into play. But when it comes to things like, weddings mm -hmm. like at what point do you start blaming people for spending too much money yeah other people how they spend their money or if they want to fucking put themselves into debt yeah then nukia exactly. like, like it's not affecting your mortgage payment <laughs> yeah honestly not everyone is going into debt over these weddings yeah. some people do truly have the means to go over the top and be okay in the end if you are seeing that and saying i want that too but you're going into, into debt, debt you the problem bro. exactly <laughs> like, that's the problem <laughs> exactly there's this one um person who's like like a finance person and they reached out to me and they're like dude the amount of times that i've seen families pull out two hundred fifty thousand plus from their retirement savings to pay for a wedding hmm. He's like, it's fucking crazy. Okay, that to me is crazy. Yeah. But is that an issue that we all need to stand up for? And start yeah. Like, no, because these are personal choices. These are personal choices. Yeah. These are personal choices. If you do not, but like, if you don't have the means, absolutely do not. Yeah. Do you have an option to have a smaller wedding? Absolutely you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Prices are high because supply and demand. Yeah. Okay. The demand to have lavish vendors and lavish weddings is too high. And there's not enough vendors to 
or good quote good quality vendors Mm -hmm. to meet that demand therefore the price goes up Mm -hmm. okay you can't do anything about that you in order to change the price you got to bring down the demand yep you bring down the demand by not making such a big deal out of weddings yep right and that's a cultural issue that we need to address Mm -hmm. we're all part of the machine yeah right we're all part of this social media monster and then we come from a culture where it's in our fucking blood yeah. to be showing off to fucking Falana Tionka. Yeah, like look at the clothes we wear. Exactly. Like we don't just wear plain dresses. Like, come on, you guys. Like, we're all a part of the fucking issue here. So then this per- so then this article goes on to interview someone who's getting married in 2024. Mm-hmm. And this person shares like the cost of the wedding, right? So this person wanted says that they want to have a small wedding. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, sorry, before you say that, I think, do you think there's two issues at hand here? One is the size of the wedding. So your guest list, because we've seen like total 150 person weddings now with COVID and stuff. And then as soon as like restrictions are lifted, there's like a thousand person weddings. Yeah. Or like, you know, a reception has like 1200 people at it. And, you know, people are doing these like huge large outdoor weddings and all this kind of stuff yeah like you can have the same because the vendors that you would need to put on a wedding so let's say like photo video um your outfits your hair and makeup um decor decor does go um the price goes up or down depending on your guest list that's one of the things but like let's say photo video uh hair and makeup and outfits those kind of and jewelry those don't change with your guest count. Yeah. But there are like venues, yeah. um, decor, food, food, alcohol, alcohol, and then other, you know, miscellaneous things that you can add to your wedding. Yeah. So wh- what, what's the biggest issue here that people are having? Is it the size of the weddings? Is it that people's weddings are too large? Or is it that even if you have a small wedding... Mm-hmm your look your costs are still high i think it's both this is what the anonymous bride says okay she many times considered canceling the wedding and eloping instead after seeing the costs right she goes we're looking at it and we're like is it even worth getting married at this point we don't want to do a big grand wedding we both know that but we want to have we want to have money to buy a house that's our priority okay Mm -hmm. but once she got into the planning process she realized that her dream for a wedding that was as minimal as possible was much harder to achieve in reality Mm -hmm. okay so this is one side of the argument where it's like even if i want a small wedding i can't have it okay now let's see why okay so then she came to learn that many venues have minimums on the number of guests required to book a space this forced blank into increasing the guest list from what was originally supposed to be 50 <laughs> to 300. No, bam. Okay, so this is my question, oh, right? You know I have something to say about Listen, if, you ha- if your original guest list is 50, why the fuck are you booking a venue that can hold 300 people or more? 300 is a ba- like it's a base if if that's the minimum that that venue could probably hold 500 plus yes okay why aren't you doing it at home <laughs> okay yeah. why aren't you doing it at a community center why aren't you doing it at a restaurant yeah why aren't you doing it in this, uh, like there's so there's many so other many. options 
but the but this is the thing man it's like you why are you why is that the venue why are those the venues that you're looking and at? why is that the choice that you made instead of saying okay i'll just pick a different venue yeah i won't do it at aria banquet hall i'll do it at you know a small and like look at okay uh, if this is this is a bc writer right she's in bc so i'm assuming this is a bc writer it's only bc people that are booking into 2024 right now let me tell you that yeah it's sorry yeah and look at all the cute places that you can have your events there. Oh, my God. The options are borderline endless. Dude, you can do a cafe. You could do a restaurant. You can do like, look at all like the like UBC has like a few different venues. There's look at all the waterfront places that you can go to. You should be taking your 50 person guest list and saying, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. I have some, my options have opened up oh, exactly for venues. Why are you looking at this y- venues? Yes. With 300 people minimum. Why is so? But so then she goes, I don't have any other choice. So I had to increase my list to 300. Oh, my God. In what universe? <laughs> In what universe? Oh, my God. Does it, how does it make any sense that you went from 50 to 300 because of a venue? Yeah. Okay, this Yo, is just ridiculous. Use your goddamn brains. <laughs> is it the fact that you didn't want to have a venue that was outside of the norm? Yeah. Exactly. Is, is, or or is it you just wanted the venue because everyone uses that venue? It's just easy. Yeah. They they do everything. The catering. Well, it'll be easy. Yeah. Well, how about you put two more percent extra effort into it and book a non-traditional venue? Yeah. Listen, if you seriously went into your wedding planning with an, a guest list of 50 people and your parents were okay with that, yeah. which is, that's that's the issue that I would have. Yeah, you just, you cro- you jumped over the first hurdle. The, the only hurdle. <laughs> if you can convince your parents, yeah. okay, here, here's the thing. If you can convince your family yeah. to have a 50 person wedding, you're fucking Gucci, bro. You're winning. You're you, you should were you were winning you and were then winning you lost and then you lost because you said that because the venue said you had to increase your guest list you did it yeah sorry aria banquet hall was just <laughs> i just made that up in the situation they're probably like why are you dragging us into it i'm also gonna think like there's a reason why this venue has a minimum because they're they have a large ass space yeah. and their fucking rent and their staff yeah. and all this stuff. Like they probably have that minimum in effect for a reason. Also, Graveen made a really good point prior to is that if I'm trying to book a 150 person wedding at a big venue in the middle of fucking July, yeah. three years in advance, yeah. like that venue is going to be like, no, because yeah. we can do a bigger one and make more money. Yeah. Like, okay. Cause at the end of the day, they've, they're built for larger events exactly if a venue that's who they're catering to exactly like because the demand for larger events is higher yeah if now if everyone started doing 100 to 150 people weddings a couple of business people would pop up and be like you know what let's make a smaller venue and cater to this increase in demand for smaller ones but that's not the case right now you have to start thinking a little bit out of the box yeah like, okay, where do white people get married? Married, yeah. Look at those places. But then now what happens, this is like from a venue point of view, like when I've talked to people who are booking places. So this is what happens. They see places have, yeah, they have they see minimums, but they also have they see pricing. 
Yeah. And when we go to a different oh, yeah. venue, we get a little bit of sticker shock. Yes. Because yes. you can go to a cute little place and like for example, I looked into doing my thirtieth birthday at huh. a winery huh. in BC huh. last year. Oh my god. The prices that were being quoted, yeah, just the room rent alone was in the in the thousands of dollars, yeah, like close to ten thousand. Look at the difference in plate prices, yeah, here. And on top of that, where was the food cost, yeah, and of course, like they're gonna be like you have to do catering through us, yeah, and so and that's like forty fifty forty fifty dollars per person if you just want to do like like appetizers yeah you you you're looking at like venues that have like these like minimums and all this shit but you're also getting a pretty good fucking deal because yeah. go to a non this venue and they're yeah. gonna fucking go slap your fucking face at the out end of, there. of the day price you're gonna end up paying the same yeah whether you have a 300 person wedding or you have a 50 per, like Look 100 at the difference. person Le- wedding you guys here's an example when when we were planning Girk's wedding mm-hmm. the plate difference here in alberta okay yeah. at a this venue yeah it's like yeah what is oh it like God. i think it was 45 bucks. 30 35 yeah 30 yeah. 35 dollars for a venue a desi venue indian reception if you said you were gonna have over 800 people yes. they would take it they'll take it down to like 30 dollars yeah. per person okay and what's like the standard in bc it's way lower than that right yeah it's around there it's like 25 okay then we look at, at a time. then we started looking at hotels yeah okay eighty dollars yeah 80 per plate. 90 100 80 to a hundred dollars yeah per plate come on like you're getting <laughs> a pretty fucking decent deal okay <laughs> yeah. like the biggest issue that people have is the guest list their parents can't their par- their family doesn't allow them to have a guest list smaller like a small guest that's the issue so if this bride in this article yeah. If you started off with that was your guest list, then you started looking into venues. Yeah. I don't believe it for a fucking second yeah. that you actually had a 50 person fucking list. <laughs> I, I don't believe it for a second. Here's yeah. what I think it was. I think this this was one event, which was probably a pre-event. Hmm. Okay. That she wanted 50 people at. Let's say a Maya event. Hmm. Right. But then her family was like, oh, let's do it at a hall. It'll be easier. We won't have to do it at home. Yeah. Then she goes and looks at the halls in Surrey. Halls in Surrey and they say, no, you need 300 people. Yeah. And then she increased her Maya list from 50 to 300. I think that's what happened. Yeah. But it's like, okay, <laughs> but then you make that choice then. Yeah. You don't want to mess in your house. Once again, that's a, a you thing. It starts off by saying that Jasmine, which is like the fake name. Mm-hmm had to increase her guest list from 50 to 300 okay then she breaks down the cost of everything okay yeah i don't believe it for a second that you were allowed by your parents (laughs) to have 50 people and then you had to increase it to 300 (laughs) (laughs) i don't believe that i i I can't i can't something's i can't wrap my head around that here are the estimates that quote jasmine received from some of the vendors she reached out to okay one vendor charges 12500 for just wedding. No, sorry. Photographer. One vendor charges 12500 for just wedding and reception. Mm-hmm. They, but Jasmine found a vendor to do photography for the, for the week for $17,000. $17,000 for the week? Yeah. To me, that seems like a reasonable price. Based on the prices that we know of. Yeah, based on the price that we... If somebody told yeah. somebody in 2002... Mm-hmm. That this is how much we'd be paying. 
it's you know people yeah. would have a heart attack but yeah. nowadays that's just an, like this so for example when somebody starts a business mm. what do what do we usually do you create a fake email yeah. and email <laughs> all the vendors and see what they're charging yeah you email all the people that you compare yourself with mm-hmm. or you know whether you think you're comparable or you are yeah you email as many people as possible or you contact as many people as possible, find out how much they're charging. And you say you have to make the decision mm-hmm. of saying, you know, do I want to be the same price or do I want to come in a little bit lower? Yeah. Am I better than this person? Should I be able to charge a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Like there's these questions that you ask yourself mm-hmm. and then you set your price and it's okay. So sorry, I'm going to sidetrack a little bit, but me and my sisters know of this one photo video person yeah. in bc and he's done like all of uh the last the f- random like events that we've had in the last two years yeah so like mun is like shower mm-hmm. even a couple of her pre-wedding events because mm-hmm. her dates changed around because of covid um so her actual photo video people weren't available or like my uh, my mama guys had an anniversary party mm-hmm. like for these kind of like small events mm-hmm. we hire this one photo video person who charges a ridiculously low amount yeah and his work is actually pretty good. Yeah. Like it's, they're not like, you know, potato quality pictures. Yeah. Like they're really good. And yeah. the video is like awesome. He actually edits. It's not even like he just hands over. Like the price that you pay, like you feel bad mm-hmm. paying. It. He's like, oh yeah, this is how much I charge. And we're like, me and my sister are like, when is this guy going to increase his prices? Yeah. Because he can, mm-hmm. but he's not doing it. So there are people out there. Yeah that do decent stuff that don't charge these ridiculous prices but you're not willing to go and look for them yeah exactly you want what everyone else has yeah yeah, you don't want to take a chance or whatever it might be but they are there and this is in bc that uh, this people that i'm talking about i was having this conversation with gurk right and he's like he's like i get it like if you're a couple right and you're reaching out to like one photographer and they charge this much and it's out of your budget. Then you reach out to the next, they're out of your budget. You reach out to the next, they're out of your budget. You read, read like, he's like, and if there's no options for lower prices, he's like, that's a problem, right? Yeah. But I'm like, we don't live in a monopoly. Yeah. Right? X, like there's high level people that charge a lot. Yeah. Then there's like people who don't charge as, as much. But the mm-hmm. issue is, is that you're not willing yeah. to go to the lower price people because there's a significant difference in their work. Yeah. If you want to save money, yeah. you're gonna have to compromise on quality. Yeah. I'm sorry. Or you think outside the box. Yeah. Right? And you find some like the amount of photographers that are out there that charge a fraction of the price yeah. that are not traditional Indian yes. photographers. That's and do the other way thing. better fucking work is astronomical, but people don't want to take the risk. Yeah. Right. So if you don't want to take the risk, then pay the fucking price. Yeah. Then, th- then the Jasmine bride goes, Mendy, bridal Mendy starts at around a thousand dollars. What? That's how much it starts at. Okay. Now? I, I didn't know that. I was like, what the Damn. fuck? <laughs> okay. Now this is just me being shocked compared, like comparing prices to back when I got married. But yes, that yeah. was 10 years okay, ago. Okay. Also so. inflation. No, so yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to support. Like, <laughs> have you seen gas prices, bitch? Have you seen yeah. gas prices? <laughs> also okay. inflation. Okay, yeah. Like when I saw that, I was like, "Whoa, thousand dollars for Mendy? That's fucking wild." But I don't know. I don't know the industry. I don't know where people are charging. But so. then again, Pam, look at how long it takes to do Mendy. Once again, it can't. It's one of those things where you are 
heavily paying for the person's talent. Yeah. Can I show up with a Mendy cone and say I can do Mendy? And, you you know, I charge like whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Anybody can do squiggles on a hand. But you're paying for that person's talent that not everybody has. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, then she goes on. Then they could talk about hair and makeup. Just for their wedding and reception, some brides are paying up to 4000 Mm-hmm. But Jasmine is paying 2800 for three events. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's the thing with hair and makeup. Are hair and makeup Indian bridal rates way more are higher than everybody else? A hundred percent. Yes. Okay. They are <laughs> compared to what white girls are paying. And this is like a hair and makeup vendor saying this. Yeah. That the difference is crazy. Right. I want everyone to think about this for a second. And especially people who got married 15, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. How pissed were you? That you had to go to the Mac counter <laughs> to get your fucking makeup done and these bitches couldn't fucking color match you properly. Do you do you have the option of booking the same artist that white girls do? Yeah. Yes, you do have the option. 100%, and they would love to take you. And too. they would love to take you. But you don't want to risk it because you know yeah. that there's a certain level of skill required mm-hmm. to do an Indian bride. Mm-hmm. And those people don't have that. So that's why you pay these exuberant rates, <laughs> okay? And plus the fact that vendors book out like for Indian weddings so far in advance because the demand is too high, man. Quote unquote, Jasmine booking in 2024, three years from now, yeah. oh. a vendor is signing off their life mm-hmm. their, that weekend and multiple weekends in yeah. their case to be where you are going to be can you even guarantee where you're gonna be three years from (laughs) now that's what you're paying for sometimes like a good chunk of go and ask any white wedding vendor to book your ship for 2024 she's gonna be like um yeah i can't because like i don't know if i'm still gonna be doing this also i think uh, like we've been having this conversation with a lot of people recently is breaking down what you're paying for Mm -hmm. so for example with hair and makeup you're paying for the person's artistic ability yeah you're paying for the fact that you're booking you know a while out yeah even if it's within six months whether it's six months or it's a year year. yeah it's not next weekend that's what it's not okay yeah so it's still well into the future so those that those are the two things other thing is they're coming to you yeah might be minor the other thing is the time of the day that they're coming to you and then we're providing you with something that you know it's taken years to perfect yeah years and a very small portion of the population can do yes and then we're you know wait we're prepared for anything Mm -hmm. we're prepared for anything to go wrong and Mm -hmm. to help you with it yeah like there's so much yeah can you book you know the artists that white brides are booking yeah for 150 dollars for just a makeup application yes you can yes absolutely you can but a can you convince her that hey in 2024 can you guarantee that you'll come to my house for 150 dollars yeah 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 at 4 a.m. and do my makeup that you're is expected to last all day long it's expected to like go with your outfit and jewelry is expected to last for you know close to 24 hours, hours sometimes and if something goes wrong expected to kind of fix that or at least like 
you know, you should. Yeah. Like, you can't expect that from somebody who's charging even, like, under, let's say, like, 500 Yeah. How do you do that? Because look at the rate of inflation. <laughs> you can't do that. It just doesn't make sense. So I don't think, like, people comprehend that, like, in yeah. their minds when they think about... Because, like, you can't have a full-time job and book 2024. 20, exactly. <laughs> like, you can't do that, There's man. something that we're giving up Yeah. To in order to be able to show up for you. Yeah. To guarantee and, you know, sign a contract and to say, yeah, we're confident. Unless we die, that we'll be there. That we'll be there, yeah. And even then, we have to provide a backup plan if we do die in the process. Yeah, because then people are going to fucking come for our heads even though we're already <laughs> dead. <laughs> So, for example, like photo video, people are like, oh, my God, $12,000. But like these people are at your wedding, like at your events all, all fucking day. Yeah, the whole time. But then that is a fraction of the time that they're spending yeah. on your wedding material. Yeah, because then they have to go home and edit all your fucking 17 million thousand pictures. Yeah. Pull out the best ones. Edit everything. Edit the all the Package video. it all together. The time that and then correspond with you the whole time. Yeah, video to me is the craziest concept because yeah, let's say you have a wedding video person booked, right? And they you book them for like what's an average like twenty hours. After your wedding is done, imagine sitting at a computer for twenty to thirty hours going through that footage multiple times. Yeah, to make a fucking video. Oh my god, I'm like I would never, I would never be able to sit there. fucking their off season is probably the most depressing thing ever just sitting in front of a screen for 30 fucking hours (laughs) okay anyways we're just being salty because we're like vendors as well and we're just like fucking (laughs) hating then this person says godra deposit 2100 bucks everyone so then it goes nowadays it has become common practice to have a floor wrap on the dance floor that is often customized for the bride and the groom with their initials to match their decor jasmine was quoted two thousand dollars for this alone Okay, Jasmine, if you wanted a simple small wedding, why the fuck are you looking at floor wraps? Yeah, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Yeah. Like, here's the other thing, man. It's like, you say that you want a small wedding. Yeah. You say that you want to buy a house. You want to put a down payment on a house. Yeah. But then you're looking at floor, you need quotes for floor wraps? Like, yeah, I get there's some things that, you know, you can't go without. Like, you can, but you can't. Photo, video, fine. You want, you know... Um, memories of memories of your events yeah do you have choices of who you're booking yes you do but fine you can't necessarily go without it but yeah floor wraps you can go without like come on man like (laughs) this like sorry (laughs) sorry to my cousin that does this but no but it it is true like it's like vancouver floor wraps book him (laughs) you like you start off by saying i want a small wedding but then you get a quote for a floor wrap (laughs) bro come on like, sorry, Jasmine. <laughs> it doesn't sound like you were trying very hard to have a small <laughs> wedding, okay? When you bump your list up from 50 to 300. But like, here's Jasmine is just getting destroyed right now. Yeah, Thank because God I don't believe her. You didn't use your real name. I don't believe that you were really trying to yeah. have a small wedding. I don't yeah. fucking believe it for a second. <laughs> Listen, I get it, okay? There's certain, like, are there makeup artists, out, especially in BC? Yeah. They're dem- okay, I get it. Here in Alberta... Your options are are limited, okay? There's not a lot of us out here, okay? The supply doesn't meet the demand. I get it, okay? If you're complaining about hair and makeup prices here, 
I understand. But once again, it's a supply and demand. Yeah. There's a limited number of artists. There's way too many fucking clients. Or there's like the artists and their work. Like yeah. you, people here want BC quality work. Yes, yes, yes. And yeah, yes. there might be like, you know, quite a few artists, but then they're like, oh, but then they're just like not doing what I want. Want, yeah. But in a place where BC, where the competition is fucking fierce, yeah. you can find a very good fucking artist yeah. that is charging significantly less than like the top people. Yeah. You can. You just have to look for it. Um, okay, so here's one really interesting thing, okay? People being like, oh, some vendors get like so weird if you say you want your, your stuff not to be shared, right? Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that up. Right? So, okay, that to me... I don't, that's the one thing I don't agree with. Yeah. Okay. That's their personal uh, event. They want to be, because, okay, look, let's say 10% of your clients want to be private. Yeah. Right. The other 90% are willing to be public, let you post their shit. Mm -hmm. What's the fucking issue here? To me, it's like a, where it, like it gets to a point where it it is like excessive and greedy. Because if you, because we have clients that go, that want to be private we never push back mm-hmm. right i'll just say just cross out that part of the contract because 90 percent of our clients are gonna let us post mm-hmm. if i was a business and let's say 50 to 60 percent of my clients wanted to to be private yeah then i would have an issue because yeah. i'd be like this is gonna stunt my growth yeah okay yeah. because the only way i can like be seen as legitimate is if i have actual fucking real clients that are letting me post then it would be an issue to me. But if you're a vendor and only 10% of your people want to be private, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be, to me, that shouldn't be an issue. I don't think vendors should be forcing or being like weird about like people wanting to be private. Yeah. I don't think so. But whatever. Apparently people are. But the, yeah, apparently you can get rejected. <laughs> yeah. Appar- yeah. So apparently you can get rejected, which sucks. But like, I mean, yeah. it's the name of the fucking game, I yeah, guess. You just go to a different vendor. Go to a different... W- willing to keep you private. Yeah. Then. Like, just, then just go to a different vendor. Like, yeah. you ha- the options are there, right? So when this article was posted, right? Like, the original one? Like, mm-hmm. the IG... Like, influencer one? I was, like, reading all the comments and I'm just, like, rolling my eyes, right? And then there's this one guy that tweeted, right? And I'm like, thank God this guy tweeted. Yeah. Because it just sums up so beautifully <laughs> the reality of our fucking community and our and our like culture and social media and all this shit okay mm-hmm. just sums it up so nice and a little fucking bow wrapped it up for me <laughs> presented it to me so i can fucking talk shit about it okay Ramnik goes so many people reached out about my article how south asian weddings are getting more and more lavish and shared their experiences from parents taking out loans for their kids' weddings to vendors not wanting to work with brides who want smaller weddings. This guy replies to that tweet, okay? He goes, I had 1,300 people at my reception. <laughs> it ain't worth the money. Laugh <laughs> emoji. Still had a great time, though. <laughs> Could have left it at that, right? <laughs> no. He didn't. He goes to say, my wife and I didn't want to influence shit. So we went back to our ordinary selves after the wedding. Although we saw our... our our ideas being copied, but blame that on the vendors for presenting our shit as a standard. Excuse me? This is so beautiful because... What? Gervin, this humble brag right here <laughs> is the perfect example. Humble brag. <laughs> it's the perfect example of the reality. 
It's where you act like you're above it all. Yeah. But you really not. <laughs> but you're not. We went back to our regular selves. Yeah, we went back to our regular selves and blamed that on the vendors for presenting my shit as a standard <laughs> because it was so great. <laughs> like, this is the fucking... This is the root of the problem here. Oh it's where God. you think you're above it all, but you're an active participant in yeah. the fucking machine. And you're even worse because you act like you're above it all, yeah. but then you're doing the exact opposite. <laughs> Pumping your own <laughs> self up about your 1300% reception <laughs> and how it was presented as a standard because it was so great. Oh my God. But then you're being like, we didn't want to influence shit. Yeah. But we just became natural influencers because our shit was so great. Right, you and fucking everyone else trying to fucking be somebody, bro. Oh, my God. This is the problem here, okay? So what needs to change here? People, this idea of, like, wanting to be the best Mm -hmm. and having the bestest and the greatest, that needs to change. When that changes, then the wedding industry will change. But as long as there's people willing to be acting like this, (laughs) okay, nothing's going to (laughs) change. And you can't expect a business... Yeah. to be ethical or uh, quote eth- not even the e- like yeah. ethical it's just like you know if your employer comes up to you and they say hey i'm gonna pay you 100 extra dollars an hour for the exact same work you're doing right now would you say no yeah exactly. no you would be like fuck yeah baby let's go <laughs> and that's what that's what these vendors are doing yeah the issue here this idea of showing off your wealth stemming from half of it being coming from like our culture yeah which has been like that from the day from day one yeah and the other half this social this social media hmm. monster yeah. that is in every aspect of every life not just our c- community it's everywhere do i believe that there are people out there that genuinely want to have a small wedding yeah but they can't convince their parents yeah that's the fucking problem here yeah that's one of the problems one of the problems is they so that's the first problem is trying to convince your parents mm-hmm. because they've been going to people's weddings. They've been invited to everyone's fucking weddings. Now they feel like they have to invite this idea that our weddings have to be big. That yeah. needs to change. And then it everything does. else will follow suit. Right. If, if everyone's having a hundred person, 70, hundred people weddings, these vendors aren't going to be able to sustain these fucking quotas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not going to be able to do that. We're going to have to s- shift with the fucking culture. Yeah. Right. We're going to have to adapt. You know, at the end of the day, if we can sit there and point fingers and hate on fucking chicks trying to be influencers from their weddings and vendors fucking turning down clients and this and that, blah, 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 blah all this type of shit. But the root of the problem is us. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We the people. We as a collective <laughs> that is that's allowing this behavior to persist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I really, I really, because we're on the business side, right? Yeah. So I feel like a little bit of what what we say is biased because we're looking at shit from a business point of view. But okay, yeah, you could say it's biased, but it's also just providing another point of view. Yeah. Uh, That this is how it is on this side. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of like people just going out like, you know, out for vendors' heads. Yeah. Be like, okay, this is how it is. Like, honestly who like how we book clients so far in advance yeah bring me five other people that would be willing to do that just off the street pick five people and see if they'd all or even majority of them would be willing to do what we do they wouldn't yeah nobody wants to 
book their life that far in advance Mm -hmm. there's this one ig like or like viral bride to ig influencer pipeline Mm -hmm. let's talk about the couples that have a wedding and then decide to be wedding vendors pipeline (laughs) how about that fucking pipeline because you book your wedding right how many people do we know that did this you book your wedding you real you're you're paying this vendor an extraordinary amount of money yeah right you're like yo this vendor's probably making bank fuck this let's start a fucking decor company yeah and then you do it and then you realize how fucking hard it is and then after one year you're done yep why aren't there more (coughs) why aren't there more yes people out there doing this to where the supply meets the demand because you literally give up a certain you have to this is a lifestyle being like a wedding vendor in the indian whatever market is a lifestyle yep you put in ex- extreme amount of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you factor in all the all, hours, yeah, yeah, all the hours, the admin work, getting your supplies, dealing with issues. Dealing with this is just should be an extra $7,000 <laughs> just off the top. <laughs> exactly. Like, look at how we've talked about, like, once again, going back to photo video. Me and you, we go to a bride's house at the ass crack of dawn, only deal with her. Yeah. Maybe towards the end, deal with an auntie or two. Yeah. Asking us to pin her journey. And then we walk out of there. Yeah. And then we peacefully go through our McDonald's drive through get our sausage and egg McMuffin and go home. Yeah. But these Bajani photo video people, yeah. they're not just dealing with the bride and the groom before, during, and after. Yeah. They're dealing with your mama, your mommy, musty mustard your pendu that yeah. is shouldn't barely made the guest list but is being so yeah you'll be like oh, Mary photo, Nikichi, Mary photo, ketchup, this and that and it's like <laughs> look at all the stuff that they're dealing with <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> i'm trying to have an unbiased conversation about the indian wedding industry <laughs> but i can't stop complaining <laughs> here's a little tidbit that I'm going to put on the Instagram story, which I will leave on the podcast as well, okay? If being a wedding vendor was so amazing and great all the time, yep. and everyone was making bank, mm-hmm. and we're fucking charging crazy amounts of money, and we're doing like the bare minimum, yep. and we're fucking caking it, right? Why has the supply of, supply of wedding vendors not met the demand? Y- yeah. Why is there not a hundred fucking artists? If it was so easy to do. Yeah. Hot take right there. <laughs> Like, I'm not saying, like, oh, like, it's not worth it or whatever. But you definitely have to have a certain level of passion and creative drive in order to do this. Yeah. And you have to be willing to give up a certain lifestyle. Yep. But being an Alberta vendor, our market is not as crazy as it is in BC, Mm -hmm. just numbers wise. Yeah. We don't have the amount of weddings that you guys have over there. We don't have the amount of people, like, you know, fucking we're willing to chop chop each other's heads off to get a certain vendor yeah and like just prices overall haven't increased like the way they have in bc exactly like we're we're making the equivalent of just like a person working like a regular job yeah right it's not we're not fucking rolling in the fucking door or anything <laughs> like that you know what i mean and yeah. it's probably not worth booking you fucking your life off two years in advance yeah one of the biggest pluses for me of mm-hmm. having this like business mm-hmm. is the fact that I control my schedule. Yeah. Okay. That's the biggest. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's worth it for me. 
is I make my own hours. I decide when I want to work, when I don't want to work. It's a couple years in advance. Just though. a couple years in like, but I can say no, right? Yeah. Like I, I don't have to show up nine to five, sit in a desk, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like that to me is worth it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also like, it's fun. Yeah. It, pretty much you're able to have multiple income streams yeah. with this. It's like, it's like one of a few things yeah so like it it allows flexibility and it's not necessarily because oh it's so fucking amazing we fucking cake it and this and yeah. that like that's not the case for a lot of like these vendors it's mm-hmm. flexibility and like that type of lifestyle that you know if it's like worth it to you if you want to like make bank mm-hmm. and crazy money like this is probably not the fucking like not the place to not be. the place to be in alberta yeah right i don't know about bc it's totally I, I think it's totally different there but like that's my thoughts as a business owner and as like a wedding vendor here mm-hmm. my opinion on the whole like wedding industry or whatever obviously you can sit there and be like it's biased because we're vendors and we're not clients mm-hmm. i don't know i feel like we just ranted the whole fucking time but <laughs> at the end of the day i blame it all on social media <laughs> i blame it all on social media but here we are literally benefiting off of it oh 100 percent. when did i say and eating it up at the same time 100 percent. i love it because you especially are the one with the folder with the saved pictures of all the things you want for your wedding all the time i'm talking green i want to have my wedding here green this to the point where this chick's like don't even talk to me anymore about it until you find a guy (laughs) all right anyways thank you so much for listening to this week's episode hopefully you enjoyed it make sure you follow green on instagram at inkbygb.ca make sure you follow official podcast instagram account at coach b podcast and we'll catch you next week on coaches don't please Wait, what my other account oh and graveen's account graveen bearing yes. and if you're if you're in bc you can book graveen for your wedding graveen's a monster you guys she's a monster <laughs> and she's gonna come out there and she's gonna charge up the ass all right all right guys we'll catch you guys next week bye bye